coming up on the Potter's Touch. I cannot show into something that is more limited than I am because I cannot get a harvest from poor soil. For every problem that is in your life, God has a plan. Whatever famine you are in has not taken God by surprise. The enemy doesn't want you to be strategically placed in position where you can affect godly change. He's trying to run you out. Hang in there, hold on, help is on the way. I remember when Old Roberts, the evangelist, was going in his tent meetings, and I was a boy, and he was teaching on seed time and harvest, and it swept the country, sowing and reaping. If you sow, you're gonna reap. And people started sowing seeds with intentionality, and all that didn't step into it criticized it because they thought we ought to give just because we're giving, not expecting to receive. But the problem with giving without expecting to receive is if I sow without harvest, then my giving is just philanthropy and eventually I will give out. No matter how rich I am, if I give without any expectation of return, I will eventually give out because I am a limited resource so forgive me, I do want something back. At some point, not all the time, not from everybody, but at some point, I want something back. I want some, I give people what I value and it's a sign that what I give you is what I value and yes, I want it back. If I hug you, hug me back. If I love you, love me back. If I encourage you, encourage me back. If I stood by you when I'm in trouble, stand by me too. Can I get a witness in here? I do want something back. I don't go to work because I like to work. I go to work because I want to get paid. I want something back. Somebody holler, I want it back! Whatever I have to do to be in the kind of soil, the kind of country, the kind of community that will give me something back, I want it back! Are you hearing what I'm saying? I am afraid that too many times we have put so much focus on teaching you to be good seed that we haven't taught you the power of good soil. And so when we come to soilish issues, the seed ignores the soil. We flick the channel. That has nothing to do with me. We close our eyes. 
because we have been taught to be good seed, but we have not been taught to pay attention to soil. And yet the Bible is clear. Jesus says the soil went forth sowing seed. And in, some fell by the wayside. Some fell amongst rocks, some fell amongst thorns. The whole text is about environment. Look at you and look at your environment. Have you been positioned to flourish? Positioning has a lot to do with flourishing. To be in an environment, in a family that supports you. My sister and I were talking the other day. I was telling her what an amazing person she is, that all of our lives together and, and all the things that God did in my life, not once in all of the years that I've known her and she was there when mama had me, have I ever known her to be jealous of me? Not once, not ever. She has always been my cheerleader and my greatest fan. And she said, how can I be jealous of you? You're my brother. I said, a lot of people have siblings that hate them, that are jealous of them, that hope they choke. And some of my development has to be that God planted me in an environment of people that supported me. My brother, my sister, my mother, my father, they all supported me. You can have good seed, but if you've been in bad soil, people who hated you, environments that denied you, education that underserved you, communities that limited you, mentalities that poisoned you. Oh, do you hear what I'm saying? If, if your soil wasn't right. It doesn't mean that you're not right, but if your soil wasn't right, it's gonna affect how you root and how you grow. And you might grow a little bit. The Bible says you can grow for a while, but then the thorns will choke you out or the rocks will not have enough soil for your roots to grow. Are you blaming God for something you ought to be blaming the soil for? Jacob told his sons, go where they have the corn. And I want to tell you, test three people say, go get the corn, go get the corn. Go get the corn. Go get the corn. I want to be planted in something. Listen, I want to be planted in something that is bigger than me. You cannot take a peach seed and plant it in a teaspoon of dirt and expect it to grow. Though the teaspoon of the dirt is the same size as the peach seed, it will not grow. The seed will only grow when it is planted in something bigger than itself. And I wanna know where are you planted this morning? Are you planted in something bigger than you? Or have you always been planted in teacups? Surrounded by little dirt, little resources, small-minded people, narrow, limited places that never let you stretch to reach your capacity. Sometimes you gotta go where the corn is. 
where the table is fatted and the feast of the Lord. Oh yes, oh yes, somebody gets what I'm saying this morning. Touch your neighbor and say, I need something bigger than me. You cannot feed me. You cannot feed me if you're not bigger than me. You cannot feed me if you are not bigger than me. I need something from the soil. I want to tell you that's your problem. You have invested into little people, little ideas, little companies, little communities. You have planted in the dry places that have restricted you. You got some roots, but when the sun came, you withered and died. But I prophesy, God is about to transplant you into a place Feel something in this place. The very reason you're in this church this morning is God wanted you to be a part of something bigger than yourself. Some of you came from places where you had titles and positions. And you directed the choir, and you were the chairman of the deacon board, and you were the this and the that and the other. And they still don't understand why you would give up all of those titles and come over here and just sit in the pew. I'll tell you why. I want to be planted in something that's bigger than myself. Jacob sent 10 sons to go get the corn. He sent 10 in to increase. Touch 10 people in the holly increase. Increase, increase. Get out of that little pot. Get out of that little teacup. Get out of that small-minded mentality. I prophesy increase. Only your life, I declare, there will be increase. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. Don't you give up on your dream because God has a plan. Don't you fall in a rut because God has a plan. You don't have to sell your body because God has a plan. You don't have to compromise your values because God has a plan. When the rain falls, we rise up, mobilizing leaders to all corners of the globe. MegaCare recently made its way to Guyana, South America, in a place where poverty, unemployment, alcoholism, and drugs rob people of basic physical needs. MegaCare established a medical camp providing screenings, counseling, and much needed medical supplies. We thank you for your support of MegaCare and TD Jakes Ministries. You are inspiring to me and my family, and I thank you. You are truly reaching across the globe. Tell the devil I went through too much to let 
you steal my joy and steal my peace and steal my power. We got to stop waiting for somebody else to do it for us. And we got to realize that Jesus has already set us free. For faith without works is dead. Be it alone. Look at your sister and say, work that thing. I need some women who are ready to get their fight back to slip up your hands and let the Holy Ghost pray for you right now. You're raising your hands over depression. You're raising your hands over fear. Your hands are raised, your heart is raised. Now lift your voice and take the roof off of this place. God has a plan. That means that the famine that you're in, whether it's a famine for finances, a famine for love, a famine for opportunities, a famine for recognition, whatever famine you're in has not taken God by surprise. The famine may have shocked you, but it has not shocked God. God has a plan for every starving prince, a Shaddai. Starving, starving, not just money, some of you are starving for love. Starving for companionship. Starving for understanding. It's not just money. Starving for direction in ministry. Starving to be around people who are not jealous of you. Starving. Oh, Shaddai. Let me preach until I find somebody. Are there any starving princes in this place? You've been in a famine for years, but God is about to break you out of your famine. Don't be weary and well-doing, God has a plan. Don't you sit there and die, because God has a plan. Don't you give up on your dream, because God has a plan. Don't you fall in a rut, because God has a plan. You don't have to sell your body, because God has a plan. You don't have to compromise your values because God has a plan. I don't know who I'm preaching to. The book said, the kingdoms of this world shall become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. God planted Joseph in the kingdom for such a time as this. I'm telling you the trouble that you're going through right now is a setup for a shift. God is getting you out of your comfort zone so he can shift the way you think because God is about to plant you in a big thing. Your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, neither has entered into your heart what God has in store for you. And Joseph says, the Bible says that when the 10 brothers came to Egypt, now Egypt has always represented the world. It has always represented the world. When God brings the children of Israel out of Egypt, it is fleeing worldliness that is typified. Pharaoh 
is a type of a leader of worldliness, chasing down the righteous, trying to enslave them. God delivers the righteous through the Red Sea and away from Egypt. Egypt is always a type of the world. And yet God called Joseph to be a leader in the world so that when the righteous seed came, there would be somebody on the inside who could facilitate the shift. I'm telling you that God will put certain people in certain places so that when you get there, they will recognize you. You, you don't hear me. They will recognize you. The Bible says that the 10 brothers did not recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognized them. And I'm trying to tell you that God will put some people in positions that you don't recognize, but they will recognize you. God, what am I doing? I feel something in this place. It's a prophetic word in this place. God will make people shift into a position to recognize you even when you don't recognize that they are placed there for you. And so to every starving prince, there is a plan. There is a plan that there be a Joseph in strategic places to bring in divine alignment for things to change. You, hear me, have been fighting a system. You are saved, but you're fighting a system that has been skewed against you. You are fighting systems. Systemic issues are designed to decrease your opportunity, your values, and how you see yourself. And the purpose of God saved you to shift your thinking because the first thing that escapes in anybody's life is always their mind. Your mind will always come out ahead of everything else. And God is putting you into a, into a place where he's gonna turn the systems that were meant against you. You're in a fight against systems. I was teaching somewhere and I was teaching about uh, the, the industrial age and how the country went from the industrial age to the information age and we lost most of our middle class and I've been teaching on it for a while. I didn't even realize that what I was teaching in the class was also evidenced in my life because I worked for an industrial place and the shutting down of the industrial place threw me into gross poverty and if it had not been for God's grace, I would have been stuck in a ghetto I couldn't get out of. But God shifted some things. I'm telling you, can y'all handle this this morning? I'm telling you that the enemy has set us up 
He meant for you to be born into that family. He meant for you to have that adversity. He meant for you to have that low self-esteem. He meant to lower your expectations of yourself because he knows that God has put good seed in you. So he lets you fall amongst thistles and be accepted in groups that choke you. He allows you to define yourself by people that are choking you. You're in cliques with people that are choking out your potentials. Those are not followers. Those are not friends. Those are thorns. Those are thorns choking you out. You run with them, you dress like them, you act like them, but the Lord told me to tell you this morning, you are not one of them. You are not one of them. Do you hear me? You are not one of them. Stop identifying yourselves by the thorns that surround you because God is getting ready to shift you into a brand new dimension. I'm almost finished. But I tell you right now, that if you take good seed and you put it in good soil, you will see a harvest. You will see a harvest. You know what's killing us? We have lost our faith in God. Because preachers have preached so much hope and our circumstances have not yielded the fruit. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. And we're saying God is not working on our behalf because the preacher is preaching one thing and I am seeing another in my life. And that's why we've lost our faith. I know we've lost our faith. I will tell you how I know we've lost our faith. We've stopped giving. We've stopped sowing. It is never hard to get people to invest when they see return. But when people don't see return, they lose hope in investment, especially new investors. In the stock market, new investors get upset by fluctuations. They panic and seize their investment. But all investors, they understand that fluctuations will come and they will go. And if they ride it out, they'll see it come back up again. The reason we're having trouble, we got new investors. You paid tithes three weeks. And if you didn't see a harvest, you gave up. But all investors will say, though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. He may not come when you want him, but he's right on time. I want you to understand this. God is storing up a blessing for you. Your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. But God is storing up 
a blessing for you. Your problem is not your God. Your problem is not your seed. Your problem is your soil. You need to be in an environment of possibilities. You need to be fed in the stream of you can do it, people. We need people in leadership that change our country and the direction that it's on so that everybody has the opportunities that the founding fathers intended for us to have. And greater still, I might not can control, I'm not sure I'm gonna be involved, but I'm not sure I can control who's in the White House. But I'm sure gonna control who's in my house. I'm gonna control who gets my time, my attention, my energy. I'm gonna control what I allow to worry me and what I ignore because I believe in the seed. You are a child of God. However you may feel like a starving prince, have your circumstances mocked your identity? Get ready for a change. God has a plan and he is taking you to an environment of possibilities. Do not let go of your dream. The Bible says, be not weary in well-doing because if you won't give up, you will reap great reward. Thank you to the partners of the TD Jakes Global Partner System for not giving up on our divine assignment to spread the message of hope and healing to the world. Together, we reap the reward of touching the world with the Father's love. If you are not a partner with us, we encourage you to join our GPS family today and make a difference, won't you? I wanna thank our partners for helping us make a difference in the lives of hurting people. Your partnership has provided food, clothing, clean water, medicine distribution, and so much more at home and abroad. In fact, through MegaCare, we are establishing medical camps and health clinics to increase the rate of survival while giving hope and healing to a hurting community. If you are not a partner, I encourage you to become one today. I think the unique thing about me being on daytime television is that I'm not an actor. I'm not somebody who was paid to come in and, and read some scripts and lines. I've done this all my life. So it comes from a very authentic place. I did it when there were no cameras. I did it when there were no dollars. I did it when there were no crowds. It's who I am. I want to expand the turf to which people uh, see themselves and see what is possible with one human life. You have polluted your today with your yesterday behavior. Get rid of it. Your trial could be the very thing God uses to take you higher than you've ever thought possible. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive I Can Relate on CD from Bishop Jake's liberating series, Still Blessed. You gotta go while you're on the seesaw of life, sometimes up and sometimes down. Nothing shall be impossible with God. And when your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Still Blessed on three DVDs. Are you watching? 
for the problem that is in your life, God has a plan. However, when your gift is $125 or more, you will receive the Still Blessed 3 Message DVD set, the beautiful joy, peace, and hope wooden display, and a custom abundantly blessed stationary set and notepad featuring God's promises to you. Be thankful in every situation because you are still blessed. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.